Welcome to another episode of Knights at the Brown Table, a podcast of three Pacific Islanders sharing our views and the lens through which we see the world. This is Sefa. I'm Sila. To the vast of the collective space of the interwebs. Hi, it is me, the one and only, the songstress, seamstress, mistress, mattress of the generation, who is Samoan. Talofa lover, everyone. Lama. It's not Samoan language week, but every week every is Samoan week language week. You. <laughs> too low, too low. Oh. And I just want to send all my alofas out there to everyone listening. <laughs> Love that. So, alofa. Um, atu. <laughs> Ducks and that. So, yeah. <laughs> I have something to say. Okay, what is it? My DNA. Oh, wait, did you do it? Well, okay, I haven't done it. Okay. But my brother did. Yeah, and what did he get? I'm really sad. Why? I'm not tea, baby. You matematonga. Let's go. Look, but that's my brother. I could be adopted. And you could. The thing is, it it differs with siblings because my sister has more of the Euro stuff. And I was. (laughs) But I don't. She has more of it from my dad's side than I do. Yeah, okay. So. How much percent is he? It was very big. Like, how much? Um, I, I want to say it was like 30. Tongan? Yeah. A- anything else? Did the Chinese come up? No, no Chinese. So that was fallacies. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my whole life I've been saying like German Chinese. But did the, So the German didn't come up? I, I can't recall the German, but I think it was because the the initial shock. Mm. Of the tongue and like it the was person. very prevalent. Not yeah. saying that's a bad thing, but it's just it's very strong. Yeah, and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, as in like, whoa. I'm mm. like part of the rivalry. Mm. So it's very interesting. Yeah. That's what I'm going to start calling you from now on. Dox. 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 Yeah, no, that's, half. that's big. That's a big portion. <laughs> my sister's that's one half. was like nearly half yeah. as well. Mm. I feel, I feel like that was probably my brother's as well. Mm. Yeah, my sister's one came out very high. And because there were a lot of intermarriages as well with both our cultures. Mm. Yeah. But I'm just like, you You are whatever you say you are. Yeah. No. And that's fine, you know. <laughs> no. Doko. Yeah, for me, I just claim hey, Samoan. That's how hey, I feel. Dokos. No, you can add that. To what? Seems just mistress, mattress, doko. <laughs> oh, but it doesn't have to start with S. Um, Shema. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah. So just mistress mattress. Wait, Shana's and mattress. Solis. Wait, wait. Solis, you're not. I just had a um a whole my reality to shut in. Okay, look, what we're gonna do is we're gonna put a pin on this. <laughs> we're gonna take this off the table and wrap this section up mm-hmm. because I'm kind of like mind blown right now. It's a bit much, yeah. but expect a new intro next time <laughs> for all of you listening. It's going to be a musical. Ooh. I'm just going to play a track. Love and then that. it's going to be like Drop it. high school musical meets university school musical. So, yeah. <laughs> TAFE school <laughs> musical. So, a few weeks ago, the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles became the first team in the NRL competition ever to don a kit, which promotes LGBT inclusivity in the sport. But players weren't consulted, and some objected to the move on religious and cultural grounds. Um, the club later apologised for its handling of the situation. Uh, Coach Des Hasler said the club had made a significant mistake 
mistake that had caused confusion, discomfort and pain for many people, in particular those groups whose human rights we were in fact attempting to support. And so when we looked at the article, different um, media sites named them. There were seven of them and they were all Pacific Islander. And so what were our thoughts when when that came out? I think when I saw it come out, uh, like I understand when people say it's religious grounds, then for me I'm like, oh, I can get that. Um, and it was interesting to see different takes when people are saying, oh, you can't say it's cultural. And I think that when we go back into uh, a lot of our indigenous cultures, pre-colonial, pre-Christian, a lot that we were accepting of the queer community. Mm-hmm. So it was just part of our community. And so I get that. I so, say, yeah, that's where, I don't know. I kind of like, so I was thinking about this and I don't think, I think everybody has the right to choose what they want to wear or not. Yeah. But I think when it comes to that particular decision and the reasoning, I think that was where I was like, oh, come on. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But also in that same note, I don't understand like the reasoning as to the decision into creating the jersey. Like, was it for Pride Month? Yeah. Like, I don't understand where that came from. And I also understand that because they weren't given any sort of like consultation consultation like i understand yeah there's a lot going on Mm -hmm. but first and foremost i do believe that you know you get to choose what you want to do but at the same time there are consequences to your actions whether or not they are positive or negative like we can obviously see the backlash with what came with this but there's so much to it Mm. like well why why is there a part and i'm well the the round that they wear it for is it's women in league yeah. So it's usually they wear um, like pink for breast cancer. So it's just support uh, women who play in league, coaching. So that's why. So that's it's why. not like it's something that is new to, because I'm very incompetent when it comes to NRL. Mm. I don't understand the culture within NRL. And so they chose to go with the uh, LGBTQ flag. Um, yeah, because I think like for me, whenever it comes to like political reasons, I'm not a fan of when people try to impose that on like when it comes to employment or anything. Because for me, I'm like people are allowed to choose whatever mm. they want, but I don't feel like when it comes to the rainbow flag that it is a political choice in my mind. Because I'm like it's not a it's nothing to do with politics. Because there are people who are queer in a lot of different communities, um, and I feel like. When it, I understand that people are forced to wear, like in our place, they're forced to wear things when they're sponsored by a brand. Mm. Like um, on Twitter, someone posted how in Europe, there's, in some country, they're sponsored, like there's an NRL, NRL. There's a rugby team. <laughs> there's a rugby team sponsored by Grinder, And so on the front of the jersey is a massive thing of Grinder. So you have to wear it because that's who sponsors you. So I'm like, oh, I get that. But yeah, so for me, when it comes to these players, because they get sponsored by alcohol brands sometimes, mm. gambling brands. And, and I think... With that one, maybe it's just the, where they personally draw the line. Because I get the same thing. Like, there's contradictions in, yeah. oh, you you don't, for whatever reason, you don't want to wear this jersey. Mm-hmm. But then you're sponsored by some companies that are also yeah. against religious beliefs. Yeah. And in that way, I'm like, oh, yeah, it is contradictory. But at the same time, I'm with Lamar. You get to choose what's on your body. It's just the reasoning. Yeah, because for me, yeah. I'm just like, when it comes to that, because... I saw that one of the kids is Mormon. Mm. And I'm like, literally, we're not allowed to drink, not allowed to gamble. Mm. But this is where you make the stand. And for me, I, when it came to that, I felt that it was homophobic. That's, mm. how, that's how I felt. Mm. Um, but I understand for, for him, if that's where he draws the line. But I would love to understand why. Like, yeah. all the things, why this? Yeah. That's what I, yeah. Because it is a very heated topic. Yeah. And that's what's kind of hard to comprehend is, 
firstly, when we talk, when we look at the actual jersey itself, it's not like it's a huge. <laughs> it's literally a, a like, few, like a few a lines, right? Yeah. Just two bars, yeah. But just reflecting what Sefa was saying, for some reason, when it comes to homosexuality, there seems to be like this big stigma or like the way people feel about it, it's very they're very heated mm. and they're very passionate about disagreeing with it yeah and i don't know well i, I kind of do know where some of it stems from but i it just doesn't make sense yeah a lot of the times when it's just people trying to live their life yeah because mm. uh, i was watching some of the stuff you guys had sent through in the chat i get where we talk about like unpacking colonizer views and stuff yeah. like that but i think with the players making the decisions they made i understand where it comes from because there's even though i get where those views came from there's a new like our culture has at least for tongan has encompassed it all oh definitely and that religion and culture is now one and the same you know like people making the distinction distinction like culturally pacifica has always had a history of queerness and i was like yeah no i get that Mm. i do but it's hard for modern day islanders who have now they're taking in both yeah and it's it what what the culture is now isn't what it was a hundred years ago mm. but it is still we still feel possessive of it yeah that i'm like oh it's still mine though yeah no i get that because like i totally see how now like when it comes to a lot of pacific cultures religion and culture has, has merged into one but then at the same time there has been a lot of alienation of different kinds of people because Mm. of that (laughs) i got into such a healthy robust discussion with one of my family members Mm. about the whole um, manly players and my um, one of my family members my uh, a loved one uh he was saying he goes oh quit he goes gay people can live their lives because i'm all for that do what you want he goes but just don't do it in front of me and um he was saying that he's very much into people should be able to live and think the way that they that they want without judgment <coughs> and so when we were talking about that um i was saying to him i go but do you see how because he that family member he has been decolonizing for years mm. and it's now when i'm in this whole journey of really getting to the core of what i believe and what i don't believe and so i, I said to him i go don't you see how colonization did a number on on us for thousands of years literally queerness was part of our culture and then within a span of 100 years that's all been like demolished like i find that crazy and um i was just like and i feel like christianity really put this fear into our people so that they would fear it and then at the same time because of that fear they alienate they are poor and they you know of course in, in our communities a lot of our queer people are in our locals they're in our churches they live with us they they're part of our families but i feel like christianity has really imposed this this idea of how we should shun them and I, i'm not a fan of that mm. i definitely agree it's the, the fear aspect of it it's to make people scared without having the decency to understand i think interestingly enough a lot of my experiences within church um when it comes to people who don't know me first and foremost but then they get to know me it's interesting to see how their perspective kind of changes mm. because when you do get to know someone from a different community or you know whether it's race color gender i think it really humanizes them because. and it humanizes but at the end of the day we're just people mm. and i remember i was on the train once and i got a phone call from a friend 
it, it was kind of random how we became friends, but she called me because she was watching Glee. Yeah. And she was on the f- <laughs> She was like, She's like, I thought of you. Literally. <laughs> Kurt. 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 I saw you. She was like, and she, but she you. called me and she was crying. Oh. And she was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't understand why you can't choose who you want to love. But I thank you for existing because now you have shown me that that I'm able to understand that there are different types of people out there. Mm. And I, yeah, it's just very... The, the thing for me is when it comes to these seven players, I hope that they don't have somebody queer within their families because it would be incredibly disheartening to see them standing... Oh, it's, to see them opposing this and then having someone in, within your family, I think that would be very disheartening to see. But chances are they probably do. Like a family member or a friend that is probably part of the queer community. Because for me, I'm just like, there's intersectionality where I'm like, it's it's not these separate communities. There are literally people who are part of multiple communities that are still part mm. of yours, if that makes sense. Well, I hope they don't know who they are. Yeah. Because that's, if they know and they still did this, mm. then that is heartbreaking. Yeah. So when it comes to like their religious reasons, do they have to change their religious view in order for Mm. you, in order for the them to be for you to feel accepted? Genuine, that's just a genuine question. No, No, right? I I hold the same views as they do, Mm. but it I don't really care. Yeah, like about being friends or yeah. Because I think like okay, (laughs) this is just me from the Mormon point of view. Even though I'm not that active. Yeah. But I'm just like, as a moment, this is where you're making your stand. Like for me, it's mm. not a massive thing. Like I, I can't see any general authorities or any leaders saying, oh, you should. You can't be. Yeah, you can't do that. I understand when you're like Pentecostal because a lot of them are very that active, way. Yeah, really so for strong. me, I'm like, oh, I can understand that. But when it comes to a, from a Mormon perspective, bro, you should have boycotted the flipping alcohol and, and gambling as well. Yeah. Because we are. Because for me, I think at the end of the day, I do support people. If, if that's their religious belief, then I get it. And I would support that. Like, if someone wanted to wear a hijab to work and they said you're not allowed, I would support their right to wear it. But I think when it comes to this, I'm just like, is that really your religious reason? Or is that just your personal mm. take on it? Like, is mm. that just your personal stand? If that is, then just say it. Yeah. But because don't make a blanket statement and be yeah. like a spokesperson for the religion when that ain't it. I'm annoyed at the club because why, like, why drop this on them when you know your players? Manny's got a lot of Islander players. You know the deal. Why then, surprise them? But then that's the thing. <laughs> are you saying that all islanders are then against the would not be supportive of queerness? Does that make no, sense? What I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is consult and ask. Like I think people can make their stand where they want, but it's the way in which this came about and how the names were dropped to the media and they're kind of left to fend for themselves. Like it's not like it's not like they're doing anything actively against the LGBT community. From what I know and can see, they're just like I, I just won't play. They're not like demanding, saying, change the jersey, yeah. I want to still play. They're not making no demands. They're just like, oh, we're not going to play. And to me, to me, when I when my reaction to it when I when it first happened was I feel like this is the point in society in which we wanted to reach, where people are disagreeing but respectfully disagreeing. Mm. And I thought that that was fine. But then to hear the 
not necessarily the nuanced um, views that other people had. I'm like, oh, I get it, especially within the island community. But to hear the vitriol on the other side, particularly from a lot of white Australians, that annoyed me. Because to me, I get why people are defensive of having things shoved down their throat because of what they were saying. Like there's those two uh, brothers where the brother always pranks the other, the gay brother, uh, Scott and Luke. Yep. Funny. But when the, the rant that he went on, I disagree, strongly disagree with what he was saying. Saying, oh, you, you're a player, put on the jersey, you're, that's what you're getting paid to do. I, that pissed me off. I think this is why like, I, I say that I'm competent when it comes to NRL because why is in the media that they say they weren't consulted on? Like, Are they always consulted on when it comes to these yeah. jerseys? When it comes to the women, the cancer, like, are they consulted on that? Like as in, do you know, knows, so you know, yeah. So as in, women what in they league, send emails out and no, but women in league is a thi- like that's a thing. Like before they were players, so I'm like, oh, they know that this round is the women in league. Yeah, but are they always consulted with what's on the jersey? I mean, they're shown the jersey. Yeah, hmm. like it seemed like it was because they the club said that they hadn't consulted them until it was already shown to the public on Monday. Yeah, it's the balance of that because I do agree. When, it, when we're talking about a society that can respectfully come to an understanding when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. But then there's the other side where it's like the decisions you make can cause backlash. And is it understandable for the backlash to occur if it's something about a marginalized community? Like I mm-hmm. still think that it's still appropriate to bring up and to... Um, when it comes to the reasoning as well, I think that that's still okay to question your the your motives that you have in comparison to other things that happen within NRL. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. I I get what you're saying, but I think with this particular backlash with that particular brother, a lot of what he, his reasoning for what they should do is literally what he's fighting against. What like if this was for any other cause. He would be saying, no, you have the right to refuse. You, you have the right to not do this. You have the right to not do that. But then when it comes to these players, suddenly, oh, they don't have rights to choose what goes on their body? Mm. Like that particular right is what he was saying. No, you're an NRL player. You're getting paid. Put on the jersey. Shut up and play. And that part I don't agree with. Because yeah. I'm like, in any other cause, you would not be saying this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not necessarily the backlash of, because it has brought up a discussion. And what people think of those players, yeah, 100%. To be honest, I, I'm not defending... Um, the consequences of what happens. Whatever happens with their career, who signs them next, I get it. Whatever, that's that's the consequence. However, listening to the, the kind of comments that were made, I disagree with how heated it is because of how how they declined. They didn't make a statement. We never heard from any of the players directly mm. to the media. They just told the club we won't be playing. And that's it. But because of the reasons that they gave. Yeah, the reasons that they gave. But so no, that is a statement then. They said, the, but as in we didn't hear straight to from the players to the media. It was always through the club. And so for me, it's like, oh, I told the club. It's like, oh, I told my boss, I'm not going to do this. That's fine. So any interaction with the outside world was through was always through the club. So the way people are hating, like the way in which that particular rant what he's saying about them is the that that's the issue that I had is that his reasoning for why they should they should just wear the jersey and play to me 
doesn't make sense. But that's a sentiment of one person. Yeah, but a lot of the comments were, I'm using him as an example, but a lot of the comments were of the same. Like, just reading through the comments. Right. Because for me, when... Because I, I, I feel like sometimes, depending on a perspective, we can see something as a rant or a passionate... A passionate, what do you call it again? <laughs> Opinion mm. um, that is being vocalised. And so for me, I feel like a lot of the time when a marginalised community is affected... So, for example, like, what's his name? Colin... <laughs> the NFL. Kaepernick? Yeah, Colin Kaepernick, when he now, in, in protest, for me, I'm all for his his right to, to protest in that sense because he's part of that community. And it's the same with um, that that guy who was um, speaking about it. It's probably because he's part of the community that that's his way of vocalising that it's not... He, he feels that it wasn't okay. Am mm. I wrong? And so for me, I'm, I'm whenever it comes to that, I'm all for if you've made a public statement, especially as a public figure, you have to be... You have to understand that there are people that will dissect and unpack your opinion, and they uh, they have their right to their opinion as well. Yeah, but even with the vitriol against Colin Kaepernick, I disagreed with that too. There were a lot yeah. of patriots that were just like, "You should be grateful for the sacrifices that were made for this country." It's like, yeah, but that's not what he's kneeling for. Yeah, there's a new, there's something specific that, mm-hmm. and so for that sort of generalization of, I'm going to project what I think you're protesting against, mm-hmm. even though that's not what I'm protesting. That's the pro- that's the oh, issue. Yeah, that that's yeah, yeah. the kind of response. That's the kind of response that I don't agree with. Okay. Yeah, because then, like, with recently, what came out, <laughs> what came out with Manly and how one of their players stabbed another guy and has been. Um, that the court, what do you call it when they announce <laughs> when they caught, yeah, convicted him as guilty? Um, so for me, I'm I'm, I'm curious <laughs> whether any of these players will speak out about violence and knife violence, and and that's the thing I find crazy. Like I'm just like, oh, I hope with 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 these players making that stand there that you make the stand with this as well, mm. especially with the recent deaths that we've had um, recently with Pacific Islanders and knife violence. I hope they make a stand here as well because one of their own, one of their own mates, teammates, friend, whatever, has been convicted. So I hope that they speak out. Like you can love someone and still say that what they did is wrong. Mm. You don't have to defend them. You can defend that you love them and stuff, but you should make it clear that what happened was wrong because that ain't okay. But when it comes to queer people, that's mm. when you want to say no. That's that's the hill you want to die on. <laughs> make it make sense. <laughs> that's how I feel. Like literally, you would rather defend someone who nearly killed someone instead of someone who is just loving someone of the same gender. Like <laughs> the dissonance is speaks volumes. <laughs> make it make sense. So like that's that's how I feel. I wonder if any of these state presidents are going to speak out about this. <laughs> Are you going to speak out against the knife violence? <laughs> no, no, I'll speak out against Frozen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because, yeah. <coughs> support you, hey, I'll come visit you in prison. But just, you have to learn what you did was wrong. <laughs> like That's how I was. But support. I feel like it just must be so hard as a parent just to have so much love for your child. Mm. And like, you know, but you don't want to acknowledge it. Yeah, and a son who because well, he's still very young, right? How he's old still is he? Twenty three. Yeah, twenty three for me is still young. They're still yeah. young. 
And you know, shout out to the witnesses who the flipper media will took pictures of them. Shout out to the witnesses. And the named second them. one they never named. They only yeah, named Tony. They named yeah? them. No, that's they Showed named the Tony, and now they named Kupi. Kupi as well. Kupi was the other witness. Yeah, and like for them Four to names. understand and like tell people this is what they saw, this is what happened to them. I'm like, oh, kudos to you guys, bro. Every Pride Month. They make fun of how corporations roll out the rainbow yeah, paraphernalia real. and then just tuck it away when it's not. Yeah. Do you think manly doing this, wearing the LGBT colors, is do, do you think that's effective or not? Yeah, I think it's effective because NRL is one of the most what do you call it? Um, I was going to say homoerotic, but that's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was the different way. <laughs> But because NRL is one of like the most <laughs> homophobic, I'm not going to say homophobic, but manly sports. Mm. Not talking about the club manly, if you know, you know, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, I'm trying to think of your the face, word. You are so proud of your pun. No, I'm trying to think of the word. It's not like masculine. No. Yeah, it's like it's just a, NRL has always been seen as a very masculine, male dominated sport. Mm. I think it's nice that they acknowledge that because even with some of the players, they're not straight. No, and I think that's fine. Straight. Yeah, facts. Uh, yeah, uh, an older player, Ian Roberts. Yeah, he commented about it, and he, I think, for he he was just saying it not only as a gay man but as an older gay man who has mm-hmm. come out. Um, I think it's he's indifferent to it because he's used to it, and I think the new, I think younger generations, they're not. They just not they they realize they don't have to put up with it mm. like mm. like homophobic comment and yeah. things like that, but I think with him he's he's more of like oh he's just he's had to cop it on the chin his whole life so he's yeah because he I just think had he no was like about the it. first yeah. out in our play. And the thing is there are so many that are like I I definitely think are part of the queer community but it's just they just suppress it. So for me, I'm just like, oh, I think it is like a, a positive message to the rainbow community to see, n- not to say that like you are queer, but to say that you support people. Oh, I shouldn't say support people. I think it's just as acknowledge, because for mm. me, it's about acknowledge that mm. these people exist yeah. and it's being inclusive that, yes, we, th- we understand that queer people exist and that queer people can play football. Yeah. The, like for me that's very simple not that i don't think it's good because i think you can it can be both it can be i can question intention but at the same time that you can't deny oh it's nice to be acknowledged to be seen that's cool but with corporations i'm like until it hits their wallets mm. until they're making sacrifices on the wallet i don't believe you manly performative yeah because i'm like nah hit your purpose is to make money show me the sacrifice on that i guess making a jersey is sacrifice and having seven <laughs> having seven of them wasted because somebody won't wear them. I guess in that same sense, though, we really need to question the charity organizations, Cancer Council, mm. Breast Cancer. Like, yeah, how many fundraising goes into that? Like, how? What was the outcome of it all? They just didn't. End up they just playing. didn't play. Oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they just didn't play. Such is life. Because the Islander, like, there's a lot of it that we overlap. Islander, same church. Even same view, but in regards to how you express it, like for me, if I was in their position, to be honest, I would have just played because I don't see the the flag that way. I would have played, mm. even though I hold the same religious views as they do. So you would have worn the jersey. I would have worn the jersey. 
I would have. Yeah, because I mean, it's not an explicit picture. <laughs> well, no, to be honest, I was like, I've done a lot more for a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's like, oh, you want me to wear the jersey? So to hear like there are performative organisations, mm. there's also performative players. I would have. Yeah. Well, there's. Oh, can I get a size small? <laughs> Make it extra tight. <laughs> extra tight. It's like, I'm gonna get a new fan base for wearing this. <laughs> Subscribe to my OnlyFans. No, that was another episode of Just the Brown Table. Did we come to a conclusion? No. I, do you feel like we... Oh, I feel like. Okay. I don't mind where we ended. Wait, yeah. what is our conclusion? The What you guys said. Unpack with whatever you need to unpack. And you're like, including supporting a stabber. <laughs> I think that's a good conclusion. <laughs> I'm happy with Wait, that. Which hill are you willing to die on? At the end of the day, which hill... Do you think, and are you passionately going to die on, mm. Rudy? Because you feel it good, I make a deal with God. And I can't just walk a place else. I'll be running up the road, the road. running up the hill, running up that building. Okay, I really do have to go. Okay, back. thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, this Mama. is not the round table, bitches. <laughs> And the Roman soldiers left as they saw their prisoners tumble. Okay, Tony. 